0: I will try to be brief, but is tired. Baruch Hashem, we spent together these several wonderful days. We heard a lot of Debriturium, beautiful ideas. And really, I would suggest that we've on this last drush at this time. But it's, uh, we have to keep the schedule. I'll try to be brief, Bezer Hashem. I would like to express a certain message. And really it will be repetitious to the different terror that we heard this afternoon from Abiz Riel this morning. But everyone has his way of looking at things and different Torah is always good. But bezer HaShem would be an explanation of, of, the, uh, of the suggestions, the halakhul lemaisa that we heard this morning, bezer HaShem. I would like to relate to you a Dvar Torah, which is really the depth of the message is not for a mind like my own. It is... Secrets of Torah. Tari- but many times when you have a very precious diamond and you don't know how to utilize with its completeness and all its value and beauty but even a faraway shine can be enjoyable even for simple people. There is a halacha in Shulchan Aruch that we all know that when we daven Shemayin Esrei, the halakha is that we close our eyes. Either close our eyes or look into the Sidr which is more or less the same. That's the halakha of Shemayin that when you davening Shemayin Esrei, you're not supposed to look around but to keep your eyes closed. It is brought down from Kadmonim, from previous great Balya Voida that when the Torah tells us, Ki odom v'chay. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Meishe Ki odom v'chay. A person cannot see Mekahotani HaShchina with its splendor and greatness when a person is still living in this world. And Chazal tell us that there is a remez, there is a hint that in the departure of a person from this world, after 120 years, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us a rikhas yamim, then a person is zaykh to see the Shina. Ki lo yid'a'na yodam vachay, roya kaveyoch, his bukaul tani with a splendor and a greatness that he is not zaykh in this world. And the Svarim say that when a person in this world, if he is of habit, when he davans Sheminesra, that he keeps his eyes closed, he will be zaykhir. On that day, that he will be called Pani Hashkin. He will see the greatness, the beauty of the splendor of the Shekhinah, everyone according to his greatness that he acquired in this world, obviously. But when someone is of habit, that during Sheminesra, his eyes wander and look around, then on his last day, he will not be zeiched to see the Shekhinah, but instead he will see what he doesn't want to see. Let's not go into particulars because it's not our discussion. This is what it says in the Sfarim, and it's a very famous minik that we keep our eyes closed during Shemanesr. Now, this is halacha and a little explanation, what is the reward and the punishment for keeping the halacha or for violating this hello. in the Zera Kadosh, there is a little explanation. What is the Indian, and what is the some kind of a grasp? What is the Indian of keeping your eyes closed during shminuz? And this is not in the simple explanation. The simple explanation is simple because you have to concentrate on the tefillah that you are talking to Hashem. But the Chazal tells us, the Zara tells us as follows. It's on a posik, the posik says, Our two great mothers, Leah and Rachel." And the posik says, Ve'ene Leah Rakois. And Leah's eyes, there are many ways of explaining what Rakois means. Ve'ene Leah Rakois, either Rashi says that her eyes were ruined from their beauty from crying so much. Well, we could explain Leah had beautiful eyes, whatever the explanation might be. And rochel was a Yefaz Toya, had beauty. Now, in the simple explanation of the Posik, the Torah is telling us something about Leah and something about Rochel. But we know that the Torah is explained in many different ways. There is Pshat, there is the simple explanation. There is Remez, when the Torah hints us deeper meaning. There is Drush and there is Stoyd, the secrets of the Torah. Now what we are going to quote is not the Pshat, is not the simple explanation. The simple explanation was, Le'ah had, had eyes with a certain way the Torah describes them. And Rachel was a beautiful, you fast toy, you fast marriage. But Al-Pis in the explanation, in the secrets of the Torah. There was a hint that Leah had eyes. And Rachel doesn't say she had eyes. And again, be very careful not to misunderstand me. In the Soydus had in the expression of the secrets of the Torah, Rachel had no eyes. Leah had eyes, Rachel had no eyes. And the words express, expressed in the Zohar are, Ulemta Shapirta, The Lesla Enan." A beautiful maid that doesn't have eyes. I think that my audience has these words translated. And from here further, I will use the words as they are quoted. Ulemta Shapirta, The Lesla Enan." Now, Rochel is Ulemta Shapirta, The Lesla enin. She has no eyes. When we dive in Shmanesra, we give expression of this situation of Ulamta Shapirta Dules We don't have eyes. And therefore, we close our eyes during Shmanesra. We close our eyes because we are in a situation of Ulamta Shapirta Dules La'Ainan. and quote. What I would wanted to relate from Divri Chazal And all of you Appreciate that this is secrets of Torah, but maybe I will try to bring out some kind of a, some kind of a of a light. Of course, not with its completeness, with its depth, with its beauty of what is being taught here, but some kind of a light that we should be able to appreciate and take home with us. Now, let us take these words and explain them just for a moment as they are. Leah has eyes. Eine Leia is had eyes. Rachel Ulamta Shapirta the We don't find the Torah anything about, about Rochel's eyes. Again, of course Rachel had eyes. But in the depths of the Torah, Rachel didn't have eyes. What does that mean? Now let me for a moment give some explanation. In the simple meaning, what is Rachel in the Jewish building of the Jewish people? And what is Leah in the building of the Jewish people? Yaakov Avinu didn't want Leah. Hashem ki Leah. Yaakov didn't want Leah. Yaakov wanted Rachel. What is Leah and what is Roch? Leah was the Bukhoyer. She was the older daughter. She was the one who built within the Jewish people every expression of greatness. All greatness of Jewish people was introduced to us and built by by Leah Imenu. Leah had six sons. The first one was Reuven. And Reuven is the Bechor. The second one is Shimon. Shimon, he is the father of Malam De Tinoikis. Of those that teach children. Now teaching children, by many of us, is a very small, pr- very, not such a great profession. But Chazal tell us, <laughs> Chazal tell us that they will be tzadikim in the future like stars. You know why they will like stars? You see a little glitter of light, and it's really a world of light. A world of light greater than the whole world. Malam Neiteinokas is part of the greatness of the Jewish people. Afterwards came Levi. Levi is Kohona. Levi is Levi. Avoida. The greatness and the beauty of Avoida. Leia gave us. And then comes Yehuda. Malchus. Dover HaMelech. Mashiach. Was the son of Leah. And then came Yisachar. Yisachar Rosh Sanhedrin. The greatness of Torah. The heads of the Sanhedrin were Yisocher. And then came Zvulen. Zvulen were the rich people, and the Jewish people, that supported Tarek. Every greatness and every beauty in the Jewish people was introduced by Leah. Rachel was the mother of Yosef. Yosef, we say in the Posek, Haben Yakirli, my Ephraim. My beloved child Ephraim. Ephraim is Yosef. And when call calls the Jewish people the Ephraim, all the Jewish people call the Hashem Ephraim. In other words, Rachel is the mother of the multitude of the people. Just the nation. The simple folk. The Jewish people. Rachel is the mother of the Jewish people. Leah is the mother of the greatness of Jewish people. Let me just take a moment to tell you Pshat in a Posik. I'm sure everyone who learns Chumash is astounded by this Posik. When Rochel wanted Dudoyim, Dudoyim was a certain fruit that had this gula to have children and Rachel didn't have children. And Rachel comes to Leia and says, Please give me some of the Dudoyim from your son. Now we must remember that Yaakov Avinu Worked seven years for Rachel. And when Leah was brought into Yaakov Avinu's home by, by the Ramoyas of Lovon, Rachel knew, Yaakov knew that Lovon was going to try to fool him. We all know the Chazal tell us that Yaakov made signs with Rachel. Simonim. That you should show certain Simonim, I should know whether you're Rachel or Leah. And Leah gave Rachel the Simonim. Rachel gave Leah the Simona. And it's, it's unbelievable the tzitkis of Rachel main. Unbelievable the Titkis of Rachel imenu. Chazal tell us that Yaakov recognized Rachel's voice. And Rachel was under the bed. And when Yaakov says, Is it you Rachel? And Rachel says, Yes, it's me. And she brought Leah into Yaakov's house. So here for the first time, when Rachel asks Leah something, "You have six children. Give me one baby." You know what Leah answered? "Ha maat kach v'le is Isn't it enough that you took my husband? That you want to take the dudoy of my son? Your husband? It's my husband. Who gave you the husband? Who gave you Yaakov Avino? It was I who brought you, gave Yaakov Avino. That's how Leah answers Rachel. This is a pellet. This is mamish a, a puzzle, a mystery to understand this Pusik. But I want to tell you everybody say push it, Shat and Pusik. Leah and Rachel weren't playing emotions. Leah and Rachel were talking business. They had to build Beis Hashem. Leah was the mother of all greatness in the Jewish people. Leah said, Ted Rachel, let's not talk emotions. In truth, you know that you should get out of here. And Yaakov should be all mine. What would have happened? Every Jew would be either a Kayin, or a Levi, or a Melech, or a Reif Sanhedrin, or a rich man. There wouldn't be such a thing if you call a simple Jew. There wouldn't be such a thing. Because Leah is the one who brought to Yaakov's home greatness. Uven, Shimon, B'lamdi Tinoikis, Teachers, Rosh Hashanahedron, this is Leah. Rochel built the nation, a simple nation, Am Yisrael. And Leah said, really, I should be here. I is the one to bring greatness to the Jewish people. Now let's come back to our subject. <coughs> Let me just, just put one more word of explanation, which is off the subject. Yaakov didn't want Leah. Let me just tell you, it Pshat. Yaakov said, you know, Leah is a pain in the neck. Who needs greatness? Who needs Malchus? Malchus? A little tired. If you're a king, you have no time to learn. Who needs Kahuna? Who needs Havodah? The Gemara says that when David HaMelech said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, take my life, and Shloyem, my son, should build a base on Mikdash. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, For me it's more precious one day that you sit and learn Torah than a thousand sacrifices that Shloyem brought on the Mizbeach. Torah, the simple Jew sitting and learning in his corner, is more precious than Avoidah. Yisrocha Reh Sanhedrin, if you are if dying, you don't have time to learn. If you're rich, well, everyone knows the problems of being rich. Yaqab wanted Rachel, Yaqab said, You know what? Leah? you go to Aesap. Let Aesap have the riches, let Aesub have the Malchus, let Asaf have everything, let me have my Rachel, and I'll sit alone in none of my corner with my poverty, my past the and and one day I'll have greatness. But Yifka says, no. Yfka said no. The bruches have to go to Yankiv. And Rachel said, No, Leah has to come into your house first. You must have greatness in Jewish people. And I just went off the subject. And let's come back to our subject. Leah has eyes. Leah ain't a Leah Leia Leah Leia has eyes. She sees greatness. Leah looks in the mirror. And she has eyes. She sees kahuna. She sees malchus. She sees Rosh Sanhedrin. She sees supporting of Torah. She sees B'choyre. Leah has eyes. V'rochel Torah. But she has no eyes. She doesn't see how great and beautiful she is. Ulemta shapirta. the Lesla eima. She doesn't have eyes to appreciate her own beauty, her greatness. The greatness of what's called in Yiddish a simple Jew. She doesn't have eyes to see. How much Yaakov loved her and how precious she was. She doesn't have eyes. Today in our world, we also like without eyes. We say, we see a God will be Israel. I say to myself, when I sit down to a black Gemara, I say, well, if this black Gemara will make me a big Rosh Hashiva, that's choreb, that's business. If this black Gemara will make me a Rosh Sanhedrin, that's business. If this black Gemara will make me rich, I don't want to be rich, Chas to buy myself a new car. Make me rich and I can support yeshivas. That's business. If this black Gemara would make me a coin to walk into the Bais Amigdosh with, 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 with a breastplate of Oydem of Rekes with all the beautiful stones. That's business. But just a playing black Gemara. <laughs> we don't have eyes. أُولَمْتَ to the lesla ainim. A beautiful maiden without eyes. We don't know how beautiful a black gemara of a Pashti yid is. How beautiful a Perak Tehillim of a yidinim, A Pashtiyan Jewish woman sitting and see a paraktahilim. She says, أُولَمْتَ شَبِيرُ She has no eyes. Now let us continue to our subject exactly about Shemineser. When a Jewish person is standing in Shema Nasr. Now really, a Shema Nesra, this is the most beautiful and the greatest situation, the greatest position that a human being can find himself. A person is Uyhmid Lefne Hashem. A person is Uyhmid l'fnei Hashem. I don't know how to express myself. In, 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 in Kabbalah, I'm sure everyone here heard the word, there are oilomahs, oilomahs, and the greatest closest to Hashem is called oilom ha'atsilos. There was in Yerushalayim, and this is Mamish Kabbalah, I don't know, I really don't even know the words I'm talking about. In Yerushalayim, there was a great tzaddik, a makubal, Mamish, Boki, kol Chadri, kabbalah chacham, salam musafi. He used to dive in, or He used to take in three for three hours. But he went down with a minion, dish, davening Moshe, where there's a lot of minyanim. He started with the first minyan and continued with the second minyan, with the third If After around six, seven minyanim, he finished his, his tefillah with all his kavanahs. I heard from someone who was once, who was once in Zikhr and Moshe, and there was a chazan that was davening, and the chazan finished, and didn't take the three steps back. You know there's a lot take three steps back. I just wanted how how, how a Jew lived, Lived, tired. He runs over to him, and says, <laughs> You're still in that us. You're still, you're still before Hashem. <laughs> Walk out. The most beautiful position a person could be is when he's davening a minister. This is the most beautiful position Oymed lefnei Hashem. But, if you'll ask one of us, you'll ask either this side of the Mechitze, or this side of the Mechitze, when you stand Shema Nesra and you talk to Hashem how beautiful are you really in the eyes of Hashem? What does Hashem really think of you? Well when I say v'daz, Hashem probably says well if you want to understand Torah watch open the Gemara and when I say Hashem probably says a basko from heaven. if you want to do Tshula who's stopping you? And when I say Rofein Hashem your affairs, Hashem says, "Well, if you say a couple of per- 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 telum, I would, I would be able to." HaShem I'm, I'm looks at me like a nudnik. You're davening. First of all, I'm not even davening. What kind of Kavana do I have? What kind of machshava do I have? Ulemta shepirta, ulemta shepirta We are. We have completely unappreciative of the beauty of the position that we take in the eyes of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This is the most beautiful and the greatest of greatness. But without eyes. We don't know how to appreciate this greatness. We don't know how to realize what greatness and what beauty we attain in this position. Now, in a person... In such a position, what is he supposed to do? He's supposed to appreciate that he doesn't have eyes. He doesn't know how to appreciate the greatness of the moment that he finds himself in. But believe and trust and keep your eyes closed until the day, until the day that your eyes will open. It might take 120 years. Until the days your eyes will open and you will see the shekhinah and you will get that kiss and that hug from Hashem Yisbarah and you will see how beautiful you are. But many people don't have the sech, and they stay in and they see nothing. They're looking for greatness. I'm, I want my heart to burn with Abbas Hashem. My heart is dry. Our eyes are dry like like, like, like sand. <coughs> no greatness. If you don't see the greatness of the Shemayim, so you open your eyes, you look around, you see the Shul. he walks in and he walks in and he walks in. If you don't see what, what you want to see, the greatness, so well, this world is also a world. You open your eyes, you look around. And here we are told, if you have the patience to keep your eyes closed, And to realize you have no eyes. To realize that you're blind in this world. But you don't open your eyes to to, say, if I can't have a great beautiful world, I might as well enjoy a Gashmiztaka world, a mundane world. I might as well just see what's going on over here. If you have this patience, the day will come your eyes will open. If you don't have this patience, and instead of when you're Shmaneserim, and you realize that you don't have eyes, and you don't see, you don't perceive what's going on here. So you open up your eyes, and you look around, and you say, Look, he came and let you and Well, why did he come late? He was running out early, probably has, has business to do. Thanks to what's, what's he doing, etc., etc. And you look around the world, and you let yourself down, and you live in a more of a kashmiristic world. Then the day will come that you will be in a position that your eyes should open. But your eyes won't open. Because you're already concentrated on something much lower. And you attached yourself to something lower. And you disattached yourself from this greatness because you just didn't have patience to keep your eyes closed until the wonderful day that your eyes will open. <clears throat> this is Advar Tehre, which I think that many of us might have a, product, a little bit of appreciation about Shemineser itself. Now let us talk in this marshal about our our life not only the moment of Shemineser but the our life. We live in a world today never never in the history of the world did people have such eyesight. Today, in our modern generation, a lot of people wear glasses. I was never able to figure out whether people 100 years ago didn't need glasses, or they just didn't see as well as we see today. Doesn't really interest me to, to think about. It. Whatever the case is today, everyone sees. Never did people have such good eyesight. People walk in the street with 20/20 eyesight. People walk in the street. You walk over to a street corner, and you see what's going on in all the countries of the world. You pick up a newspaper, you see Russia, you see Israel, you see London, you see Paris. You sit in front of a television tube. You can see to the end of the world. President Bush fainted in, 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 in Japan. Everyone, all of our eyes, looked saw, still Japan. Genius eyesight. Today, if you have a family in, in, in Arkansas, if you have a family in China, you pick up the phone and you talk. Today, our eyesight is extremely sophisticated. Everyone can see the whole world. Now, to see the world is a wonderful title. Everyone wants to be, be in on things. Everyone wants to be intelligent. But we are told that there is something more beautiful to look at. There is a Sheminesra. There is a Uyhmud Hashem. There is a Torah. There is a Judaism. When you take your eyes, and you open a little Tehillim, when you take your eyes, and you open a little siddur when you take your eyes, and you open a little Gemara, and you concentrate on these precious words, at that moment, your Lenta Shapira, you look at Ashley You don't have eyes. What greatness do I see here? What beauty. And when Salah says, Why do you look at the papers? Why don't you read the parish And we say, Believe me, believe me, if you can open my eyes and show me the beauty of every word, I would say Tehillim all day. Believe me, if you would open my eyes, and you'd show me how beautiful a black Gemara is, I would, I would never look at a, at a paper, at a magazine. Never! Of course, I would, I would see greatness, I would see beauty, I would see silas. I would see terror, I would see akkadish opened up his eyes, he looked at the Gemara, what did he see? He saw kutche says, but Kalanogi Hashem said. If when I would open a, 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 a novi and I would see what Yeshayah Novi saw, I would never look at a, at, a, at, a, at a stupid screen. Never. I would never listen to a radio. Of course not. But I see nothing. I see nothing.. I don't see anything. It's boring, it's monotonous. We don't see how beautiful and how great we are and how beautiful and great our position is when we open these Devorah Mshel Kedusha. What do we do if you don't see greatness? If you're a lemta shepir to lesla enan? If you're down and you don't have the patience to wait to see that greatness? So we open our eyes and we look around and we see a world. It's interesting. We pick up a paper, we listen to politics, we talk Narishkeit. And here is where our great sages told us. If you have the patience to realize that you're Lesla Eina, you have no eyes, you're blinded in this world, but believe that you're Olamta Shapirta, Believe that the moment you pick up a chumash, how great and beautiful you really are. You don't see, you don't appreciate, you're not excited. Have patience. The day will come that you will be zaycheh to see the glory and the beauty of the Shekhinah HaKadosh. But if you don't have the patience, if we don't have the patience and we don't see our greatness, and we want Dafka to see, to open our eyes. So we are the world. And this is what we're holding. This is what we have. This is our position. And the great day, when I'm Yisrael, as I mentioned before, there were people that the life was a Sheminesra. When they were born, it was Baruch Hashem. The baby is born like a little, a, a little nothing, bowing down to Hashem. And when he went out of the world, it was Isa Sholan bin Raymond. There were great sages in our generation even. Koshkin previous generations. Life can be a Sheman Life, Life can be a Yidveikas to kodish Baruchu. Life can be one long embrace with Hashem barach. But for this you have to have patience. For this you have to realize that you're davening in Nesra. You have to realize that we can be close to Hashem every moment in our life. Not only we learn Torah when we daven. In our kitchens, in our bedrooms. In every situation, out in business. We can be, we can live in one long Shema But we have just one complaint. Why is it more exciting? But if you have patience and you keep your eyes closed. And you realize that your emptiness appeared to the moment that you dedicate yourself to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and to live a true Jewish life and be dedicated to Torah. That you're in the eyes of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you are beautiful, you are great. This is the most wonderful thing that you can be. That Kav Yachol, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Kav hopes for himself. You don't see greatness. Wait, patience. Keep your eyes closed, but don't open your eyes. And 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 and. and and yield and retreat and let yourself down to a different kind of light and this is more or less what we heard this afternoon this is more or less what we heard the suggestions that we heard about of course newspapers, everything else that was so wonderfully suggested to us. Quarantine of 40 days. But this is the death. The same thing, but just a little deeper. Not even deeper, but just a little different angle. Rabbi, I would like to continue my discussion in just another few minutes. I had mentioned before about Roch now, this piece of history that we had that I had mentioned before, that Rochel gave away Yankov Avinu to her sister Leah. Really, this was a very, very special moment in world history. It's very famous that when Am Yisrael went out to Golos and Yirmiyahu Novi was turning worlds, and he went to Maris and he called. Avraham and Yitzchok and Yankiv. And he called Moshe Rabbeinu from his rest. And the others came and cried and screamed to Hashem. And Avraham Rabbeinu said, It was for nothing, Chasmashalim, that I went through tennis I jumped into the fire from a serious nefesh." And I did all the nesiyoi the greatness of Herbam Avinu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Avram, everything that you did but the sins of Am Yisrael overweight. And Yitzchak said, but I stretched out my neck under the Akedah with happiness that, you should, that I should be slaughtered for Kiddush Hashem because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told so to my father even without hearing it with my own ears. I believed in Munez chachomim, and I stretched out my neck from serious nefesh. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, the nefesh is wonderful. But not enough to weigh against the sins of Amisra. And Yaakabinu said, But I had Sar Girl all the suffering that I had for to, to raise a Jewish nation. And the Baruch Hu says, Yes, that's absolute greatness, but not in comparison to the sins of Amisra. And Moshe Abinu came and said, I was a royal Namon, I went up to heaven and I fought with the angels, and I brought down a Torah. And I was Mosin Nefesh for Am Yisrael. And Aqadj Baruch Hu says, Everything is true. But it doesn't overweigh the sins of the Jewish people. Until our mother Rachel, Our mother Rachel came and said, You know how much, how, how much Yankov Vino loved me. And you know that he worked seven years only for myself. And when that day, when my father loved him, instead of bringing me to the chuppah, brought my sister Leah, and I gave away Yank of And I gave away all the eternity to the Jewish people. Everything. I gave away that my sister Leah should not put to shame. And I brought a tsar into my house. If you if I could do this, you Hashem should have mercy on the children. And I Khalijbohu said, Mini Kilei mi Hashem, in the schus <laughs> of Rachel Menu, the Gulu will come. The Sheikh that will come will be in the skhus of Rachel Now, there are many explanations that were said. Where was the point of greatness in Rachel Imenu, mysterious nefesh, more than Avraham, Yitzchok, Yankiv, Moshe? We, now, we can't belittle these, the, the, our over ocean. And many beautiful explanations were said. But I would like to just add one word in continuation to what we mentioned before. When Avram or jumped into the Kibshon Ha'esh, if you would have grabbed him and said, "Avram, why are you giving away your life? For what? And he would have said, because Nimrod says, that if I didn't bow down to an idol, then I'm, he threw me the Kibshon Ha'esh. I'm giving away my life for Kiddush Hashem. For the emunah of HaKadosh Baruch. And what did he say at that moment? He said, Shma Yisrael Hashem al Hashem Shemechot. And when I, if you grab Yitzchak on Bin kid and say, wait a second Yitzchak, what are you, why are you stretching out your neck? For what purpose? Yitzchak would say, because Hashem commanded, no es Now for great purposes, for great joelis, Yitzchak gave away his life. And you ask Yankif, tell me, why are you sweating and toiling? Yankif would say, to build a Jewish people. And if you would ask Meshe'a Benu, why are you fighting with the angels of fire? And he would say, to get a tyrant. Now when a person has a great purpose in mind, so he, he can he act with greatness. But let us ask for a moment, Rachel, tell me Rachel, why are you giving away Yankif al and, and all the Jewish people, all the eternity? You could have Ruven, Shimon, Levi, Yehudi, Yisrael, Zbulun, Don, God, Osher, all is yours. The Beis Hamikdosh, the Kahuna, the Malchus. Everything is yours. Yankif wants you. Yankif loves you. Everything. What does Yankif love? You're a safe You're a safe in terror. You're a safe why are you giving it away? Did Hashem tell you? No. My sister shouldn't be put to shame. Your sister? You what about your sister shouldn't put to shame? You know what you should do? I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell Rechel and Go to your father and say, Papa, it's not going to work. Before the whole story, it's not going to work. you give gave me some money. You're not going to make it. And no one would have no prayer. So, what, 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 what was the purpose of this mysterious nafish? What's the Someone, Someone's telling you to bow down to an idol? You're getting terror here? You have a feeling for your sister. You have a feeling for your sister. For this feeling you give away everything! For a little feeling you give away Everything, with the base of Mikdosh, everything gave away for a little feeling. Ulam tosh appeared at Leslainam. Everybody say, I believe that if Yres Rachel, she says, I don't know. I have no eyes. I don't see the greatness and the beauty of what I did. She gave away everything for, for a hergish. For for her sister should not be put to shame. This is greatness. If I could take a, a siddur, and I could say, and I would see fire coming out. If I could learn Torah, and I would see the fire going around, I could learn Torah, no problem. But just to learn a black gemara, just, you know, because... Uh, just to take a safer tea, like someone says, you know, it's uh, I feel my heart is dead, and, and my eyes are dry, and my teller doesn't appreciate my tiller, and I know why also. Just because... For what? For what? For a hedge, for for for, 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 for a drop of and Hashem. And Meinu gave away everything. For what? Because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. My sister's older than I. And what'll be? She'll be put to shame. And she gave away everything. This is such greatness. appeared to The lesla enon To do Hashem. Without eyes. Without appreciation of the greatness. But just because I'm governing Shem let's keep my eyes closed. Because that's what it says in Shulchan Let's concentrate. Rabbi Sai, if I tells tell somebody, you know, you shouldn't listen to that talk show on the radio. Of course not. It's schmutz. It's dirt. Of course. But when it comes to the simple news, or, you know, so on. So on. Rabbi Taba says, quarantine yourself for 40 days. For what? For what? What's the grace of? there? What's the grace of? there? So what? Well, let's say, instead of, instead of I have more time to say, tear the from the my family. So on. A person comes home from work. We sat here four days, Rabbi Sair. With all due respects, to Rabbi Tauber. She hey buddy, my personal appreciation for this gentleman is hard to explain. It's just if I come from here Israel from here, if he just tells me the word, he tells me the word, but let's not talk personal now. But he spoke so much about Shalom Bayis. You know what Shalom Bayis means? Let me tell you what Shalom Bayis means. When I come to shul, I have an appreciation that South are doing something great. To walk into a home, yes smile, not smile. What's the big difference? Who am I going to kill? What's the big difference? A good, a nice, good evening? The homes, baruch Hashem, we're not ruthless. But the difference of a nice good morning and the Talbot says to sit and learn man and wife together. It's a nice suggestion. What, what heaven-shattering what heaven-shattering to Ellis is not this suggestion, Rabbi Isai. Now, If I would be a Rosh Hashivah and a Yeshiva and I would say a, Yish- say a Shir, and I'd bring the Mashiach I'd know that what's the big difference? My wife learns a little bit, doesn't know, but what's the big difference? Ulemta Shapir to the Lesla We don't know how to appreciate greatness. We don't know how to appreciate a hergish, a feeling of a Jewish man or a Jewish woman. And here is where greatness lies. When we have the patience to live in this world, and again, we have no eyes. We don't see. We are blind we don't see how beautiful our Shemineser is. We don't see how beautiful our Black Gemara is. We don't see how beautiful our Tehillim is. We don't see how beautiful our good morning, our smile is, our graciousness is, our veto where we are able to yield to somebody's want, to feel for somebody's feeling. We have no eyes. And this is our mother, Rochel. This is our mother, Rachim. leya Greatness. We all have eyes for greatness. We know what Kuna is. When we, if I could be the Kohen Rabbi said I could. It's uh, to me, I would. I, I, I would promise to you. If I would be the Kohen to the Kohen Shkadashim, I would never open a radio. I, <laughs> you Kohen But if I'm a Jew the We have no eyes. But Rochel kept her greatness without eyes. She kept her beauty. She kept her concentration. She has a mature to do what's in Hashem. She doesn't need greatness. She doesn't need kahuna. She doesn't need levir. She doesn't need malchus. She doesn't need riches. All she needs is to dedicate herself to Hashem's Rodzai. And therefore Akkodish Baruch Hu says, Because of your avoid, that's why Mashiach will come. And this is what we have to learn. And this is what we were taught such beautiful ideas in these three wonderful days we sat together, Baruch Hashem. First of all, that we are Lentesh and It's extremely important for us to note How beautiful we can be. How beautiful how t- our Torah can be. How beautiful our Shabbos can be. How beautiful our homes can be. How beautiful our Tehillim can be. How beautiful our, our Wari Fa'am Yisrael can be. How beautifully we become a our children. What's the problem? We don't have no eyes. Let us have patience. But let us not open up our eyes to a different world. If we don't have eyes for greatness, well, there's plenty to see. There's plenty to look at. Yeah, if there's a whole world to look at. If we will keep our eyes closed and dedicated, the day will come that the Shekhinah will be in front of us with its glory and his splendor. K'adosh Baruch Hu should help us. We should be zaykhah very soon to see the Gula Shleimu.